0: Support for this episode comes from our friends at Audible. Audible is an audiobook platform that's run by Amazon, and it's a great way to listen to your books in the same way that you listen to podcasts. So I want to give you an opportunity to get a free book on me. Jason Fried's Remote Office Not Required is a book from an author I really admire. This guy runs a very successful company. He's got a super phenomenal work ethic and I really think that you can learn a lot from this book remote. So check out audibletrial.com BLC. That's my gift to you, a free audio book credit for Amazon's Audible if you've never tried it before, or click the link in the show notes if you do have Audible and you would still like a copy of the book. Your purchase goes to help support the show and we can continue to create content like this. So let's get into the show. What's up? And thank you for tuning into this episode of the Business Life and Coffee Podcast. I am one day away from traveling to my very first international speaking opportunity. I will have not only one, but two opportunities to speak in Sofia, Bulgaria. I will be doing a keynote presentation and I'll be doing a training. And so this episode really is just kind of to capture what I'm feeling, capture the excitement, capture the nervousness, capture uh, the content that I am going to be talking about. And hopefully you can make sense of it when uh, it's all said and done. So if you're looking for something more structured, there are tons of other episodes that you can listen to. But this episode, I want to just give maybe five to 10 minutes of my thoughts about traveling overseas and what it's going to feel like. And then I will likely do a recap video or recap podcast to talk about what the experience was like and what was it like to travel to Bulgaria for the very first time and how are the people, how was the food, how did the event go? So first things first, I guess I would talk about how did this opportunity come about? Well, I don't know, to be honest, um, I'd have to ask the event founders, the event planners, how they found me. With this being an HR and leadership conference that I'm attending and speaking at, it's likely that they found me through some of my blogging, through some of my speaking, through the fact that I was recently selected as a top 100 HR influencer, according to HR Executive Magazine. And the timing of that probably coincided with their timing of selecting a speaker. So who knows? That could have been the opportunity, but I will ask and find out. And this is a quick, quick random aside. Uh, there was someone on Twitter recently talking about how they want to refer so many people out to different speaking opportunities, but because the person that they'd like to refer uh, doesn't have a website doesn't have a speaker press kit, doesn't have an email address. There are no clips of them online speaking. It's hard for them to recommend people who don't have their stuff together. So if you're listening, I'll try to make this rambling beneficial as well. But definitely make sure that if you are serious about public speaking, if you're serious about anything really, Make sure there's a way that people can find you and make sure that there's a way people can contact you and make sure that there's something online for people to see you in action. Whether you are an artist, whether you are a speaker, whether you're an entrepreneur, whatever it is that you do that you want others to find out about and pay you to do, there should be evidence of you doing that online. So that's a little tidbit there. But yeah, I have to think that it was because of my nomination to the top 100 HR tech influencers. And really, I don't know, there's so much of my stuff online these days through the podcast and blogging and social media, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, There uh, and then being quoted in different magazines. There's just a lot of ways where if you were to Google my name, um, stuff would come up. So I'm very, very fortunate to have been doing this sort of stuff for the past eight years, really nine years when it comes to speaking and being quoted in magazines as a subject matter expert in the field of human resources. That would be the the answer to the question of how did they find me? I think it would be because they saw my profile online and they saw stuff online about me. Now, what was the process like to go through the selection process and submit material. It was actually pretty easy. Um, The most important thing from the process was making sure I scheduled time to meet with the event planner and making sure that I was really listening for what value they were looking to have out of my conversation. It was important to be able to select a topic idea that no one else was covering. And so I could have spoken on a whole number of different things for my keynote, but if someone else was going to talk about it, then it makes the conference less diverse. So thankfully, there are about a handful of topics that I love speaking about, that I love helping small businesses with, that I love helping big businesses with actually, uh, because big businesses are just a collection of small teams, in my opinion. So if you can help one small team, you can help them all. Uh, just realizing that Every team is different. Team dynamics are different. Technology is different. Capabilities are different. Locations different. So I feel like if you treat large companies like a series of small teams, then it's a good way to, to help them. So, uh, where was I? Because it's literally 1220 at night while I'm doing this recording. But, um, yeah. So I picked two topics. And the topics that I'm going to be speaking about are on well, the first one is rise of the robots and it's why a people first strategy is still important in this age of technology. And then the second one is going to be all about how to build a great employee experience from the inside out. Um very high level without giving my talk away because the talk will happen after this podcast is released, but This talk that I'm going to be giving, the keynote, is really just a reminder for people to not lean so heavy into the field of technology or thinking that technology will solve all of our problems. Technology is great, but there is still a huge reliance on people in the workforce. You would have a a tech force if you didn't have a workforce, (laughs) so you need people working in order to have a workforce. So you're not gonna have technology solve all of your problems. And really my goal for the keynote that I'm giving is to make sure that people maintain healthy guardrails when it comes to solving business challenges. Now guardrails are important on the left side and guardrails are important on the right side because if you're driving a car, and especially if you're going very, very fast, it's important for you to have good boundaries on both sides of the road so that you don't run off and crash. So you want to have healthy boundaries for your people on the people side, and you want to make sure you have healthy boundaries with uh, your relationship with technology at work. And then the second thing that I'll be talking about, the uh, how to build a great employee experience from the inside out. That has a lot to do with something that I'm really, really fascinated with these days is how people work, what excites people about working, and how can we take advantage of that? Before I was finished with my research and finished with preparing my talks, I uh, was speaking with someone that I would consider a mentor in the field, and I was telling them, hey, Uh, I really think that this talk, these talks, if I nail it, they could last me for the next three years. And uh, as a good mentor does, he said, "Uh, (laughs) I don't think you have that long. (laughs) So I was I was telling him about my topics and marching him through key points and he was like, yeah, Joey, all that works, but it works in a good economy. It works when unemployment is 2%, 3%, 4%. And in Bulgaria, the unemployment rate is very similar to that. In the United States, uh, it's 4%. However, there are uh, factors in Bulgaria that are a lot different than in the U.S. And with the U.S. getting ready to face a recession Uh, At some point, uh, it's likely that other markets are getting ready to face a recession, too. But he was he told me something very interesting that made me color my talks a little bit different. He showed me a population pyramid. And before our conversation, I had no idea what a population pyramid is. But that's why you have really smart people around you to help you understand things that you have no idea about. So it was telling me how most population pyramids, you essentially have more young people than you do old people. So it's supposed to look like a pyramid. So the more uh, or the, the higher up you go in age, oh yeah, and it's split in half by male and female. So the idea is in a perfect scenario, you'll have a pyramid. Well, uh, the US has a pyramid, many other countries have pyramids, but Bulgaria doesn't have a pyramid. Bulgaria has more of a, it almost looks like a tree, like a round tree, Uh, not like a pine tree, but like a round one where the percentage of males and females increase as you go from like, let's say 90 years old to 40 years old. And then it comes back down as you get to like 25, 20 years old. And then there's a significant drop off. And so what he got me to look at and think about is how do you replace a workforce that is aging when there aren't as many people behind them? You know, there aren't as many young people behind the, the aging population. And so that's going to require a different sort of conversation than here in the U.S. where there are more young people than adults. So uh, we're actually having you know, people in our older generation stay on jobs longer because they may enjoy working, but also, and a reason why they may stay on longer is they're afraid to let go of their job and know that a younger person is right behind them to take it. The next thing that I would talk about is this is yeah, this kind of it's weird to to talk about, but hey, you're listening. So uh, a few years ago, there was a huge, huge racial attack um, protests people got killed Uh, it was a very bad thing um, that happened in charlottesville virginia and um, believe it or not i was scheduled to speak the week after that conversation Uh, i was scheduled to speak in charlottesville to a group of hr professionals and I thought that the timing wasn't coincidence because here I am, you know, an African-American male, a young African-American male going into the hotbed of a racially tense environment, or at least that's what was portrayed on the news. But definitely some bad things happened. Um, But I had to go there and give a talk to HR people. And it was nerve wracking. Well, first of all, I had a flu. I had the flu. So It wasn't my best talk. I don't even know what I was saying half of the time because I was so sick, but I'm a man of my words. So I went down and uh, the night before I slept in the hotel room and turned the heat all the way up to try to sweat the flu out. Um, But you can't do that. And uh, I've been getting flu shots ever since. So it's a plug to get your flu shot. But anyway... I went down and it was like four or five days after the Charlottesville incident. I had to speak to a bunch of HR pros in Charlottesville and it was just nerve wracking going down there and not knowing really if it was as advertised, if it was as bad as I saw on TV. Knowing that my wife grew up maybe an hour away. Um, My father-in-law works in Charlottesville. So I know that in general, it's a very nice place. It's actually a, a great up and coming place too. But the racial tensions were high, or at least I felt like I was walking somewhere where the racial tensions were high. Fast forward to traveling to Bulgaria. I don't know if you are a soccer fan, but the English national team recently went to Bulgaria And I believe it was the coach of the Bulgarian soccer team was fired because the match, which took place in Sofia, which is where I'll be going to, there was a lot of racial things happening. So they there were monkey noises because there are some Black English players uh, on the team. People were making monkey noises. People were saying, you know, Hail Hitler. Uh, All this stuff was going on. And... I was like, man, the timing couldn't have been more coincidental because I just think about the fact that I went to Charlottesville a few days after high racial tensions. And now I'm going to a strange country. It's not a strange country, but it's new to me. It's a strange to me country in the midst of uh, racial tension uh, or possible racial tension. Who, who knows? But uh, I'm not going to lie, a little nervous about it. But I know that God's got me and that uh, I intend to keep a pretty low profile and we'll see what happens with that. But I do generally get nervous when I'm traveling overseas. Um, my wife and I, we went to Italy a few a few years ago and there's, there's this low-lying, tension is a bad word, but a low-lying, anxiety is a bad word too, but there's this low-lying thing. <laughs> and um, I never really feel like comfortable, comfortable until I'm back in the US. And that's just kind of more a reflection of loving to travel, but always feeling like the US is home and feeling like you're um, removed from home. Like you're literally removed from home. I mean, there's embassies typically where I go, but you know, it's not the US. It's not like I can just get in my car and drive home or hop on a plane and be there in three hours, or hop on a train and be there in, in two hours. Yeah, so so the timing of my trip is very, very interesting in light of the uh, racial tensions that happened in Bulgaria. But I think that I'm still going to have a really great time. I'm going to be excited about the culture, excited about the people. Uh, I get to spend some time in Amsterdam. I get to see a, a good friend who just got married So it's going to be an overall good trip. I am, because I'm a business traveler, I got to share. I'm going to bring one suitcase, one carry on. So I intend to um, do this like five day trip in one suitcase and one book bag. And um, I've already packed it. I got to make sure I bring my passport, but I've already packed it. And uh, I think flying flying uh, Southwest has helped me to learn how to pack bags um, because i was one of their southwest storytellers and that was a lot of fun that was a lot of fun to travel the country and do so quite often literally on a plane at least once a month for an event i'm actually missing a southwest event because of my trip to bulgaria but i can't wait to do something with them again if I miss something that you would want to ask, definitely tweet me uh, Joey V Price HR or find me on Instagram at the same handle Joey V Price HR. This is getting longer than I thought it would take, but I really did want to document this and be a bit transparent. Super excited that I get to travel. Oh, oh the last thing, which is like super important, uh, I'm gonna miss my family. This is the longest time that I've traveled away from my. Yeah, both my wife and daughter. It will be the longest time that we've spent apart from one another. So, um, needless to say, I've been working from home a lot these past few days and I've been super involved in Jordan's life and routine. Uh, We stayed home all weekend and hung out. Uh, I got her some new toys. Uh, we've just been having a blast hanging with each other because I know that I'm not going to have that time with her while I'm away. And so, I'm definitely going to make up for it when I get back too, but there's this like, I, as much as I could probably have stayed overseas for like seven days and, you know, tacked on a trip to, to Greece or a trip to Germany or a trip to Spain. There's like this, I call it dad guilt. There's this like dad guilt of being away from your child for so long, especially a child that's young. And so I try to make sure that as much as business travel is about opportunity and building a future for for my business, for myself, adding to the profession, adding a voice to the profession. I also realize that like each day that I'm away from my child, each hour that I'm away from my child is one that I won't get back. And you begin to quantify that time very, very quickly. So it even like plays into what opportunities will I take is this important enough for me to spend time away from my family and if the answer is no then I mean I have to say no and if the answer is yes then there's a second question that comes in it's like well can I take my family because is this like a trip that I would want them to be a part of so I uh, have this like question matrix uh, when it comes to selecting opportunities and this trip was a big one that uh, was worth me uh, being away from my family because a it's an international speaking event. Like I said earlier, it allowed me to you know cross off. Honestly, it's an answered prayer, um, but cross off a a goal or get started with a goal of becoming an international speaker. You know, with the research that I was doing for my presentations, it could lead to a book or two books. So, so really, this speaking engagement is less about one event that has a start point and an end point and more about kind of like a momentum builder for the future. This international speaking engagement is one that will help me get the next international speaking engagement. Or at least, you know, it's something that I could advertise that like, yeah, I've I've done it. And um, other people can trust reaching out to me as well to to speak in their country. So if you'd like me to speak in your country, definitely let me know. Um, It's got to be worth me leaving my child and wife. Um, But if you tell me that they can come too, there's a stronger chance that I'll say yes. So this has been a uh, episode of the Business Life and Coffee podcast, not like a normal one, but this is a really big deal. So I wanted to capture it and I wanted to share with you. So uh, kudos to you for listening this long. You know I'm not a Joe Rogan podcaster that goes like three hours. Uh, typically try to keep them like eight to ten minutes. So this is like double the the length or triple the length. But um, yeah, find me on social media, Joey V Price HR. And I would love to connect with you and follow my stories and Twitter for all the cool things that are happening this week. So cheers, and I'll see you next week. And thanks for listening. If you've recently started a business, why take away time from what you're good at, only to focus on difficult, pesky HR problems? Jumpstart HR LLC offers a better solution. Jumpstart HR provides HR outsourcing support to U.S.-based small businesses and startups and was recently ranked among the top 10 HR outsourcing firms in the country according to businessnewsdaily.com. From recruitment to employee handbooks to legal compliance, Jumpstart HR helps you get peace of mind about the people in your business. Visit jumpstart-hr.com for more information or follow on Twitter at Jumpstart HR. Jumpstart HR, let's build a better business together. Thanks for listening to the Business Life and Coffee Show with Joey Price.